Hi, this is Vardna Oberholzer for Talent Talks, and today I'm speaking with Shane O'Hagan, Talent Talks expert on talent acquisition and recruitment process design. Shane is the founder of Apex Exec, a firm that specializes in leadership recruitment and in helping HR and talent acquisition teams build their recruitment capability and processes. And today we will be chatting about some of the common recruitment missteps that businesses make and how to avoid them. Shane, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Vanna. So I know that having the right people on your team is super important to get anything done in business, uh, but especially in terms of running a successful and resilient business. And of course, recruitment has a very important part to play in finding these right people. You've been in the business for many years. What are some of the common missteps that you see businesses make in the recruitment process? Look, Werner, there, there are many, um, and as well as many opportunities as well. But, but what I've tried to do for this conversation is kind of distill it all down to five points, really. So five common mistakes that small and, small and medium-sized businesses make. So the first one, and probably the most important, not, not most important, but most common, is really the, the misalignment among stakeholders and company leadership around what the business wants and what it actually needs in terms of talent or hiring. The second one is really around how company owners and founders look for people just like themselves, uh, recruiting for a need and not for the future. The fourth point, which I want to unpack is, is a non-consistent recruitment process across all functions of, of the business. And then the final point is, is the candidate experience in, in totality. Wow, uh, those are really big points, Shane, and, and I, can, I can imagine how slipping up on any one of those points can cause a lot of frustration um, and potentially with you ending up not with the right people in your team. So let's unpack mm, each of these issues one at a time and starting with this misalignment between what you want and need. So when we look at the misalignment of what the business wants versus what it needs when it comes to hiring the right talent, the results can be Uh, It's pretty clear that recruitment can be a costly exercise. I think we all know that. But if it is not done correctly, these costs can be significant. And we're not talking just from a monetary point of view, but also from a culture and employee satisfaction perspective. It can result in a decreased work productivity and even potential loss of customers and revenue. So I've got an interesting stat which I wanted to share just to give you a sense of the impact that getting this wrong can have. So they say the cost of replacing an employee is estimated to be on average one-fifth of their salary. So, wow, you know, it's pretty clear. Yeah, it's, it's pretty clear that getting this right is, is critical for the business. Wow, that is quite a, a stat and a cost. One fifth of an employee's annual salary. If you are not mm. making the right choices and you're not being clear on what you really need versus what you want, that's, that's quite an impressive stat. If you're recruiting individuals at a senior level that come with a hefty price tag, you know, one-fifth of their salary is a, is a significant number. Yeah, that is. Um, and I suppose part of uh, the challenge with the wants and needs, um, and we're going to chat about that now, is, mm. you know, hiring people that are just like yourself. And I think I'm pretty great, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe that is not what my business needs, is hiring more people no. just like me. Why is that a problem? Look, I think entrepreneurs and small business owners have a preference, you know, as you've as you've just alluded to, for hiring people that think and behave in the same way as they do. So whilst it's important to assess a potential candidate against the, the culture you're trying to establish or drive as a business, hiring somebody that reminds you of yourself can be a dangerous thing. You know, you need people in your organization that can think differently about things, you know, talent that can can challenge the norm and keep the business on its toes, for want of a better phrase. Uh, we all know that for businesses to survive and thrive, uh, they need to be agile 
that need to move quickly when required and be, be receptive to positive change. Now, you won't achieve this if everyone in the organization thinks and operates in exactly the same way. So getting this wrong, it can stifle innovation, it can create complacency, and, and in the end, it can actually result in good talent exiting your business, which is a, a big concern. You know, it's one thing being able to attract the right talent, but to retain top performing talent in the organization is, is another thing altogether. All so hiring for a clone is, is really not, not the way to, to go about it if you want your business to survive and, and more importantly, to, to thrive. So what you're saying to me is that with the diversity of having different kinds of people and different ways of thinking in your business, you're actually building a stronger and more resilient business that uh, have a better chance of success in a very uncertain and, and evolving future. Shane, you also mentioned the issue of not recruiting for the future. Tell me a little bit more about this and how do we go about avoiding this mistake? Look, I think organizations need to be mindful of the changing needs of their customers and their consumers. You know, customers and, and consumers, their, their needs constantly change and constantly evolve. And companies need to make sure that they recruit talent to, to take the business where it wants to go, not just for where it is today. So, so this is central to an organization's sustainability. You know, it, it can be difficult to get line managers to deviate from hiring somebody or, or, or talent for what is needed now. They, they essentially want somebody who can plug straight into the existing structure and responsibilities, which is fair enough. However... Hiring somebody with a different set of skills can give the existing team, you know, the, the missing capabilities that may prevent them from achieving growth. So you want to attract talent that can grow and perform as the business grows and, and changes. So, so HR's got a very critical role to play here. They, they must be focused on, on shaping a forward-thinking talent and hiring strategy, one that enables the business to be future-proof to transform and to avoid being disrupted to the point of extinction. So how do I go about thinking uh, about my future talent needs? I start to think about what I will need, the kind of people I need to recruit. What are some mm. of the things I can, can do or, or the people I need to speak to in my business? How will I, mm. how will I go about you know, identifying what the future needs from me and from my talent? Look, I think if, you, if you've got a responsibility for hiring talent into the organization, you've got to make sure that you have a seat at the table when it comes to conversations around where the organization is going. You know, HR needs to own the people strategy of the business, which should cascade down from the overall strategy of the organization, the direction that they're trying to take. So HR needs to, to adopt a very, very much a business partnering role within the organization to understand implicitly what talent needs are required as the business grows. And it's about, you know, getting close to the, the key decision makers within the organization, understanding what their, their challenges are from a hiring point of view, understanding what their team needs to look like from a competency point of view going into the future. Really ask those tough questions. You know, you've got to ask the tough questions and challenge the thinking of, of leadership around talent to get this right. It is about looking... Yeah into the future, you, you know, organizations need to, to remove themselves from the pitfall that is hiring individuals and, and putting bums on seats. And I suppose the rate at which business and our environment is just changing, the demands of skills into the future is also changing so quickly. The jobs we're hiring for today mm. will evolve drastically uh, in the years to Absolutely. come. So um, that, I suppose, highlights the importance of keeping that future focus when you're making recruitment decisions. We've chatted about needs and wants and the misalignment between those two. You've explained to me why it's a challenge to just hire mm -hmm. people similar to yourself and, and why we need that diversity of thinking 
thinking and uh, diversity mm. in general in our businesses, and then also thinking about the future when we make those decisions. You also mm. mentioned um, inconsistency in the recruitment process or non-consistent recruitment processes. Explain this to me uh, in a little bit more detail. Look, your your process needs to to underpin uh, you know everything that you do from from a talent point of view. You know you've got to have the right process in place, and to be able to optimize a process, it needs to be standardized ultimately. So. Many organizations rely on their line managers to drive their own recruitment process. Each line manager essentially will be evaluating talent differently. This is a kind of a siloed approach, and it results in a, in a complete mismatch between the overall company culture and the culture that the line manager is trying to achieve in his or her own team. So this means that talent may fit into the team that they're recruited into. However, they may not fit into the culture of another team should they move cross-functionally. So we spoke about hiring talent for the future. If you're hiring an individual for the organization uh, and you expect this individual to, to grow within the organization, there needs to be some commonalities in terms of how you assess whether this individual will be suitable for the business over the long term. Oh. So hiring somebody for one particular team, which has a subculture of the overall culture of the business, will, will, will have a detrimental effect when that person possibly moves cross-functionally within the organization. A consistent process enables the business and line managers to, to agree on what good looks like for the organization, not for his or her own team. Okay. It's about the business. So it's difficult to improve on a recruitment process if it is not standardized. And, and that's what I, I mentioned earlier. An inconsistent process is ultimately fertile ground for discriminatory hiring practices. You know, applying criteria inconsistently could unintentionally lead to, to the perception of favoritism or even discrimination. Shane, you know, you talk about having some common aspects or factors that you assess people against. What would be some of those common factors that we would bring into, into the recruitment discussion, into the interview discussion? It depends on the organization, what the organization is, is, is trying to achieve. You know, m- most businesses have a set of values. So, so assessing individuals and, you know, through the recruitment process against those values of the organization is, is critical. And it's not just about assessing somebody's technical ability. So they're on the job experience. Can they fulfill the role? Can they perform in that particular position? That's that's one part of it. But you've also got to assess the individual's behaviors and their competencies outside of their, their technical capability. They display the right leadership behavior to be successful in the organization or to, to grow a career within the organization. You know, what impact will this individual and their behavior have on the organization's culture? In, in the recruitment process early on, it's really about assessing an individual's behavior and how they approach certain situations and certain scenarios, which may come up within the, within the organization. Shane, I always think that one of the best ways to have a sense or get a sense of culture and, and the kind of culture that people would be comfortable within is to look at the mm. decisions that are made in a business, because the kind of decisions give you an, an idea of what is valued, mm. but also, you know, what people weigh up in terms of pros and cons, et cetera, and what influences their decision making. Um, so I suppose uh, getting people to talk through specific scenarios and look at how Absolutely. they weigh up mm. options is a good way to also get a sense for values and and, and whether somebody could be a potential culture. Look, you're right. And, and I think, you know, just to touch on the leadership elements, the leaders of the business drive the culture in the organization through, through their behavior. And there are many examples, positive examples, negative examples. And if you're recruiting a leader into the organization, you know, it's good to throw those scenarios out there, you know, during the interview process. Because adopting the right leadership behavior in, in the organization drives the right kind of culture and culture drives performance. If you want to work mm-hmm. in the environment that you, that you found yourself in, you are going to perform. When, when it comes to the recruitment process, it's about asking those, those tough questions. 
putting those scenarios out there. So, you know, so an example could be, give me an example of a scenario that you've been involved in where your leadership style or your leadership, leadership traits or your behavior was detrimental to the success of your team. And you should be able to get a good sense of how an, an individual is thinking about how they, they yeah. lead their team. <laughs> and also the level of humility <laughs> and answering Absolutely. that question. That's a toughie. Um, <laughs> so I suppose that mm. in, in the assistant recruitment process, there's a couple of other things that will also come through and, and that will affect your candidate experience, which was the last point that you, mm. you, you gave me up front in terms of the missteps mm. you commonly mm. see. Talk to me a little sure. bit more about the candidate experience. This is very critical. It speaks to recruiting for the future. And if you don't get this this right could certainly negatively impact your ability to recruit talent into the future you know getting your your candidate experience right not only enables you to secure the market's top talent but it also helps to shape your employer branding so certainly uh, your employee value proposition is, is critical and getting it right uh, has has a real positive impact on on the organization and your ability to attract not only talent but high potential top top quality individuals yeah. you know most unhappy candidates won't have have any desire to to apply for positions within your business again once they've had a bad experience. You know, a significant amount of them will will share their dissatisfaction with their friends and, and network. To, to get it right, employers need to respond quickly to incoming applications. These organizations tend to be the same ones who swiftly schedule interviews, gather feedback, and move through the hiring process in a timely fashion. So, so, so being disciplined and responsive from the get-go is a habit that sets the tone for the entire process, the entire recruitment process, which okay. impacts, of course, the candidate experience. So, so companies must bear in mind, if they fail to manage the candidate experience in the right way, they'll end up losing out on the opportunity to secure future talent. And I suppose the, the best of the best when it comes to talent is also interviewing the employer. It's not a one-way process. Experience Good point. is very, mm. very important in shaping the kind of relationship that you'll form with a prospective employee. So, Shane, those were five things that you've uh, just mentioned to me in terms mm. of the common issues or missteps that you see uh, in the recruitment process, specifically also when you're looking at smaller and medium-sized businesses. It's mm. the beginning of the year. I'm thinking about my priorities for 2021. <laughs> with your recruitment hat on, what do you think is the number one thing that I should focus on getting right this year? Something that will set me up well for the long run. The key one to really focus on is generating the alignment between what your business wants and what it actually needs from a hiring and talent acquisition point of view. Once you get this right, the rest of the areas we've unpacked will start to fall into place. You know, if you if you as a business have a clear idea of what you want, and that aligns with the needs of the business now as well as into the future, you'll you'll go a long way in winning the war for top talent. You know, top talent that you can attract secure, developed, and retain whilst achieving speed to competence and speed to performance. I'll be talking to a lot of my clients about this, um, you know, to really, to put this into into motion for, for 2021. Shane, thank you very much for your time today and for your thoughts, uh, sharing with us what you think we can do to make sure that we have the right people on our teams to keep our businesses running successfully and resilient. So thank you very much for your time today. Thanks for having me, Werner. Great chatting. I am Werner Oberholzer for Talent Talks. And if you've enjoyed this interview and want to access our extensive collection of articles, podcasts, and videos, then visit www.talenttalks.net.